Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. Uh, We are trying our best to adjust to daylight savings or standard or whatever the heck we're on now. Uh, The spring ahead time. So we're Mm -hmm. trying to get used to that. So sick of jumping back and forth with time. Hopefully, or I I took for granted when I lived in Arizona and I didn't have to deal with this stupid changing of the clocks. But back here in New York, we still do it. So unfortunately... I don't know. Every year there's a different excuse as to why it is, but none of it really seems to make any real sense. I'm sure somebody makes money off of doing this in some way, shape, or form, and that's why we do it. Yeah, probably. (laughs) But I think we can get right into our stories. It's kind of a shorter week this week, which is kind of nice. It'll be a quick little bite-sized episode. Yeah, I think the last two episodes have been close to an hour, if not over an hour. So Yeah, the last one I think was yeah. even longer. It was over Yeah, it was hour. a long one. <laughs> so yeah, but, I, I'm yeah. okay with a little bite-sized little nugget of dispatch. Yeah, me too. Um, the first story is about, you know that, that, that app you can have on your phone that's like Nintendo Switch Online? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't even... I feel like I knew it existed, but I just didn't care enough to download it, so I never used it. Apparently, it's updated to version 2.0. <laughs> yeah, I have um, it. I've had it since it came yeah. out. And, Do you uh, use it? No, never. Yeah. There's nothing on there. <laughs> well, now you might actually get some use out of it. Maybe. We'll see. But this is the biggest overhaul of the app since it originally released in 2017, and it added quite a few things. So all the recent missions and rewards that we were talking about last week, those have been added. Um, the app's overall design has been updated as well. So it's supposedly more user-friendly. I haven't been able to test it though. So, you know, if, if you're listening and you do think it is an improvement, let us know. Uh, you can now see which of your friends are actually online. So you don't have to turn on your switch and look. You can just check on your phone. Uh, you can also change your online status settings. You can view your friend code. This, I think, is the best change you can actually copy and paste your uh 12 digit friend code instead of having to type it all out from the app which is like duh (laughs) and then there's other uh minor changes have also been added but yeah those are the big ones yeah uh i mean i have it i did check it once this this update came out Mm -hmm. it's still extremely extremely minimal in what this app can do and how it functions there is you know if you go to the app it shows the game specific services so there's there's three there's animal crossing super smash brothers and splatoon and then it shows your list at the top i have a few favorites so like jared you becca those are my favorites on my friends list those are star they show up at the top And then a couple others that are more the most recent active, I think, is how it fills them in. It shows five friends. You can go to your friends list. You can see when everybody's on just like you could on your on your uh, on your switch. But other than that, that's it. Uh, I think the copy of the friend code is nice. That's that's a nice functionality. But other than that, there's nothing else to do on here. So it's kind of a wasted experience. I feel like. I, I mean, I have it on my phone and it's just always there. It doesn't, it's in a little pocket somewhere, a little folder somewhere with other game utility type stuff. But I think that Nintendo is really missing the opportunity. Why can't I access my Nintendos? Why can't I, I access the store? Why can't I do all that you should stuff? should just be able to buy games right then and there. I and should have be able to buy games. I should Switch. be able to control my yeah. Switch from this. I should be able to, you know, I go on to my Xbox, my Game Pass and my Xbox app. And I can delete games off my Xbox and download games from to my Xbox from there. So if I'm on the road and somebody's telling me about a great game I should try, I can download scale. it. Yeah. So it's home. It's already 
already downloaded when I get home. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't I do that stuff? I know I can go on, uh, you know, the Nintendo website and I can do things like that from there. But you have an app. You have an actual app where I could be able to do all of this stuff from it. And I would love to have, you know, all of my cool little Nintendo news. Why can't I access all that crappy Nintendo news that's always on my homepage on my <laughs> Switch? Why can't I access that crap on this thing? Let me see some Nintendo news on here. Let's like yeah. make this the go-to Nintendo spot uh, and it's an app. I just don't understand the point of this app in its current state or even if it's previous state. It well, just doesn't app, make any sense. The to app me. is basically there just to force people to use Nintendo voice chat. That's it. Which is nobody Which, uses. Yeah, nobody everybody uses. hates it. <laughs> yeah, nobody uses it. Yeah. So I think they can make this. It could still have voice chat. It could still have the, the 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 I don't even want to say features because they're not. But it could have what it has currently. But then you could also add all this other functionality so that you can go to one spot and have all of your Nintendo stuff. And I think that, that would be, I want to be able to change my me right there. I want to be able to like do things on the app. If I'm going to have it, let me do it. I can do it on Xbox and I can assume you can do it on a PlayStation app. Give me that same functionality on a Nintendo app. Yeah. It's just classic Nintendo. Classic Nintendo. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. Now, speaking of classic Nintendo, Nintendo Switch is back on top. The Switch is back to being the top selling console for for units sold in the U.S. This changed in in january we fell a few spots so now we're back baby in a big way uh that being said the u.s saw an overall drop in hardware sales in february by 27 percent. so even though we're back we're we're still slipping a little bit uh when compared to the same period last year which does make sense i mean what do you buy i i would say like what are you maybe upgrades right now you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what people any, are buying like, right big now. Thing. Yeah, I, I can't think of any like big thing that came out last month. I mean, did Arceus come out in December or well, January? Well, Arceus, Arceus did. So that, okay. that boosted yeah, it, but... I would say. People probably saw that. They heard how great it was and they said, oh, you know what? But I'm thinking they heard the Becca's Switch review. sales. Yeah, they heard Becca. <laughs> I'm thinking though a lot of the Switch sales now have to be replacement Switches or additional Switches. Mm, yeah. I would imagine a lot of people and who knows if our listeners disagree i would love to know but uh i at this point 5 years in i can't imagine a lot of people are getting their first switch because they're not really dropping in price it's not mm-hmm. like there was a big sale that was just like you know what i was kind of on the fence but now i can get it for 100 dollars cheaper let me snag one uh i would imagine it's a lot of people that have it like me that have had gen 1 you know og switch that it's just like oh my battery's dying all the time or what my you yeah. know whatever it's falling apart i it's time i need to upgrade i i just i don't know i'd be really shocked if people a lot of these sales are first time switch owners i have a feeling and and i wish that these articles broke it down as to like what switches are selling like is it the switch Lite? is it the oled switch are people upgrading or are people just getting an additional switch from the road? it's gotta like, be oled at this point or the light i i can't like yeah, the, yeah. the basic switches that that we have i can't see people just dropping money on those when they could just no. get the oled i don't even new. think you yeah. can get the og switch anymore yeah. i think you and, can get the the upgraded battery og switch you know like oh yeah the, the that, that made that change version. like two years ago I yeah think they so i think that, if yeah. anything that's the only one you can get but that's what I i've meant, seen oleds basic, in the yeah. store mm-hmm. so i mean 
they're still they're out there. Maybe people are just finally upgrading for that that nice screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, the light maybe. You know, I would think a lot of people would go with the light if they already had a switch. That's what I was beca- thinking. But it's so difficult to go back and forth between consoles. You know, it's not like I could have the switch docked and be my go-to home console. And then it's like, oh, I'm on the go. Let me grab my Switch Lite. And I'll. Right. there's like a lot of stuff you have to do to make that jump back and forth, back and forth. I'm thinking so it's of not it so as more, streamlined. I'm thinking of it as more like a family purchase. Like there's a family, somebody has a Switch and the family uses it, but then it's like they want to get Switch Lights for their kids. Yeah, that could so be. So that's kind of how I was thinking people are doing it. Yeah, you have your main switch. Yeah. You know, and then your kids are getting their own, but you don't want to go full price. Mm -hmm. So now we know that the switch is at the top, but Xbox has stayed second. They're like staying steady. Mm -hmm. PlayStation dropped from first to third. I think majority of what it is is the ability to get your hands on the consoles. Mm -hmm. I think people that have switch have switch. They like switch, they whatever it's upgrades or whatever it is. But I do think if people could get an Xbox or a PlayStation, more readily you would probably see the switch down in the third place spot mm-hmm. just because I, I don't think you know right now playstation 5 is the best selling console as for dollar amount it's just you can't get them so i do think that they would they would be in the first place spot most likely yeah but who knows elden ring like you did say is number one currently followed by horizon forbidden west uh, which is a Sony exclusive, which would also push sales for yeah. the PlayStation. And mm-hmm. then Legends Arceus is in third. So, I mean, it's it's definitely helping sales for the Switch. Yeah, it'll be interesting, too, because... And I, I thought for a second Kirby came out in April, but it comes out, I think, March 25th. It comes out next week. So it'll mm-hmm. be really interesting to see if that impacts. I'm sure it will, but it'll be interesting to see how much it impacts Switch sales from end of March into April. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge. Uh, well, I, I don't Kirby. know. I, I don't know how <laughs> huge it is. There's a very vocal group of people that love Kirby, but it does seem like there is a big Kirby push. But it's not going to be anything yeah. like an Elden Ring, you know. The, like Who knows? Elden Ring, I doubt it. I think that the people that like Kirby are very vocal, and I think we, you and I, are in a Nintendo bubble because of what we do. Yeah, but. I think Elden Ring was kind of like an Animal Crossing where everybody was talking about it. Or like and Smash Brothers even. Like they were talking about it for a long time and kept like I just mean it across other consoles. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think anybody that's I don't think there's that big of an excitement for Kirby. And I no. could be wrong because <laughs> I don't like Kirby, but I don't I don't I felt like Elden Ring was getting way more hype than like all across the board than mm-hmm. than a Kirby is. You know, I just can't see those. In my mind, I can't place those two games on the, on same, the same level. level. <laughs> yeah, I just can't see that. But I'm sure Kirby fans will completely disagree with me. But yeah. uh, I, I think also the Nintendo Switch is going to, who knows what's going to happen with Breath of the Wild. But I think the fact that we know there's a new Gen 9 Pokemon coming out, it's going to be huge for Nintendo when that releases later this year, November-ish, let's say. Um, I know personally I'm super excited for it. So I think that there's going to be probably a lot of people that are going to be excited, especially with how well Arceus is doing 
Mm-hmm. And and I'm excited because I now have that game. So we, you and I are going to be, we, I have a physical copy. So you and I are going to be sharing it and we're going to be experiencing that. And I think that's going to get us even more excited or maybe more disappointed for it because we may fall in love with a lot of the gameplay mechanics and maybe those won't carry through. But I do think this Arceus or Arceus is a, is a proof of concept. And I think Scarlet and Violet are going to be the game we want. I really okay. am excited for it. And, and I like I'm the starters. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is a big thing. Like when a when a Pokemon game is announced and you're kind of like ho hum about the starters, it's it at it's least a for me. It's, yeah. yeah, it's hard to get pumped for. It's like yeah. oh, I get to I mean, oh, I these get to are play the with characters, stupid looking creature. <laughs> yeah, these are the the Pokemon you kind of live with for you know 100, 200 hours, and yeah. if they're you, you get you bond to them and you want them and it's you know. You never, if you don't feel that connection, it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's hard to be what, super excited. That's, and I'm still not super excited for it only because I haven't seen those evolutions. I just keep seeing really cool fan art and knowing that they won't be like that because I'm, it's I'm, Nintendo, ho- I'm so. hoping, I'm hoping <laughs> I'm I want to see some yeah. really cool. I think I, I have, I, it could totally be like the wind out of my sails, but I'm going to keep it on the, the hype for this. I'm like I said, I'm very excited. Uh, this is probably the most excited I've been for a Pokemon game in a while. And I just I'm hoping I'm keeping my fingers crossed that mm-hmm. they will hit a home run with these evolutions and we'll just be like, yes, this is perfect. Um, and and we'll it'll be just a good game. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm trying to think too. So beyond Scarlet and Violet. Uh, and Breath of the Wild 2, which is still supposed to come out at some point this year. The only other big game I can think of that would be coming that would be super exciting would be Metroid Prime 4. Uh, right? Well, yes, but that's not coming out this year. I know, No, um, I know that. I know that. I'm saying like at the end of this year, what do we have really to look forward to for next well, Bayonetta year? Bayonetta is going to be coming out. That's going to be a big one. Is that early that... next year? No, it's this year. No, that's what I'm saying. So there's this year, yes. Like, there's a lot of things we have to look forward to this year. But at the end of this year, what else have they mentioned or like put out there that for like 2023? No, nothing. But they they don't typically go that far out. I think at E3, we will be seeing stuff for 2023. That would be my guess because nobody, you know. I mean, Metroid Prime Four may even be twenty twenty four. Who who knows at this point? It, <laughs> it's so far out. Yeah. Who, who, no, I'm just saying twenty twenty four. I'm saying Nintendo would be like, oh, just kidding. This is gonna be a next gen game. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised that yeah. Metroid Prime Four becomes like one of their, um, you know, releases for the next gen version of the console, whatever that yeah. may be. Yeah. Um, we've got plenty of stuff to look for this year, next year maybe prime four probably a new mario uh and who knows i'm i'm assuming they will announce a bunch of stuff for it in e3 that would be my guess i'm just yeah i guess we'll have to wait until i'm I'm just trying to think like you know people have a lot to look forward to for for this year but there's nothing really set up for people to be like oh yeah i'm definitely gonna need to get a switch for that game or anything like that so the only reason i was wondering is because they haven't maybe announced anything really because they are working on the next, like the Switch Pro, but and maybe that's why. I don't maybe. know. It's just just little little thoughts I had in, in my brain. Well, Nintendo <laughs> is is it. is better usually 
I think they kind of went they broke their own mold when they announced Metroid Prime 4 and mm-hmm. Bayonetta and Zelda mm-hmm. so early. But typically they announce things that are coming out relatively soon. So it's not unheard of that they don't like Sony and Xbox will announce something that's coming out for five years from now. And nobody mm-hmm. likes that. So I would I'm OK with the fact that we don't know what next year is. We have so much to play this year that I am completely OK with not knowing for next year. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not concerned about that because. Honestly, the games that are coming out this year, most of them I probably won't even get to until next year because there's just so many games. But yes, I think E3, they will announce it. After Breath of the Wild 2 and like this new Pokemon games they, they announced, like I just don't really care about anything else besides Metroid, but who knows when that'll happen. So I'm just like, you know, what other e- like IPs could they redo or, or bring back up? to the to the switch or like what could they do next to make me like really excited because i think 2023 is the year yeah. of chibi robo <laughs> they're they're gonna go heavy on chibi robo that's gonna be it yep that's gonna be their temple <laughs> game well let's move on speaking of 2023 and what's to come it's been officially announced that super nintendo world is coming to the u.s to universal studios hollywood doesn't sound like it's going to be that different from the uh, the Japan location. It says, and I'll quote their kind of press release, says the immersive land will be a visual spectacle of vibrant colors and architectural ingenuity located within a newly expanded area of the theme park featuring a groundbreaking ride and interactive areas to be enjoyed by the whole family. Themed shopping and dining will enhance the entire experience, which is basically a description of the one that already exists. So they they didn't say anything about a theme. I'm assuming it's going to be very similar. It's going to be the, the heavy on the Mario stuff, mm-hmm. um, but they haven't gone into too many details. I'm sure people will be getting little images and sneak peeks and sharing stuff as it's built. But yeah, so it's officially going to be here next year. Hmm. What happened in the Orlando one? I mean, I thought that was like they already confirmed U.S. for 2023. Where the heck's our Orlando one? I thought that was already in the works. So Universal mm-hmm. Studios mm-hmm. Hollywood is opening before the announced Universal Studios Orlando for whatever reason. I don't understand mm-hmm. why Orlando got delayed and then That's kind of funny. <laughs> they opened this one, which is crazy to me because I I would imagine Orlando's got to be a bigger draw just because people go for Disney and then they have Universal and they kind of do a one two punch. I wonder I why it's still so delayed and still so pushed back. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's very strange. I don't Mm. understand why that is, but okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'm just like, I mean, if I'm ever around there, I'll go check it out, but I'm not going to go out of my way to go and go to these places. No, no, no. But that's probably why I like just like I didn't lose interest in it, but I'm just like, okay, they're going to open another place for people to go and spend money and give it to Nintendo. Cool. Well, it's closer, (laughs) which is nice because I can finally go to a Super Nintendo world, but I don't care to go to the West Coast when East Coast, you know, you can that's go, to Disney I'm going to go to Disneyland. Go, yeah, yeah. When I could go to Disney World, yeah. and Disney World arguably is much better experience. So, mm-hmm. if I'm going to go anywhere, I'm going to go to Universal Orlando because I like to do Disney World for a few days and then go to Orlando for a day or two. Check and, it out. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then do. I mean, honestly, you could do Universal Orlando in a day, uh, Mm -hmm. get the park hopper and just go between the two. So to me, I like to do Florida only because there's more there. You're going to hit Disney World. You're going to hit Universal. 
It's going to be great. I don't care that much about Disneyland. I'm not going to travel all the way west. But for the people on the West Coast, I'm sure they're super excited for this. I just it's kind of a surprise to me that that's the one they're opening first. I don't know. Hmm. It's strange. Yeah. Now, to get to some news that's totally radical to the max, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection is coming to the Switch. The collection will contain 13 radical classics from Konami's entire archive of retro TMNT games across 8-bit, 16-bit arcade generations. There are so many games here. Now, the only one that really matters, because most of them are like side-scrolling beat-em-up type games, but... I always remember playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES. That was the game that I played a lot. It was extremely difficult. And I don't know if I would play this just to play that again, but I like (laughs) the fact that we're getting this entire collection. There's so many games here, many of which I haven't played. They got... And it ranges from arcade to NES to Super Nintendo to Genesis to Game Boy. I didn't even know there were this many. (laughs) There are a lot of Ninja Turtle games. Um, You're going to be able to get this physical and digital. So your collectors will be very happy. And it's 40 bucks, which I think is a very good price for the fact that you're getting so many games. It's going to have a bunch of quality of life features. So you're going to be able to save your game. You can be able to rewind your game. You can have button mapping. There's going to be local couch co-op also included in the games that support it. So a lot of those arcade versions and the digital game guide for each title which i think is very cool this is a lot of times nintendo gives us these bundles when they do it and there's nothing it's like crappy emulation there's no bonus stuff this game's going to have all kinds of bonus stuff it's going to include loads of extras using imagery from the original cartoons comics and other historic tmnt media content and a compiled museum connecting the franchise across the various mediums which i think is very cool so if you are Mm -hmm. a teenage mutant ninja turtle fan of any way shape and form and you like these games or even a couple of these games this seems like the 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 bundle to get only because it's it's cool they they put some love into it and they actually took you know some pride in it and you're going to be able to see a lot of really neat things that maybe you didn't ever get to see before like development art and sketches and all that kind of stuff so i'm very interested i would probably pick this up when it goes on sale even though i think 40 is a good value for it these are not games that i have a need for but i would like to play again so maybe when I put this on the wish list. If it goes in like a half off sale, whatever, mm-hmm. I will pick this up. Plus, I know we've got that brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game coming out on the Switch, which I'm more excited for. Yeah. So this going on the wish list for sure. But it's just something to keep an eye on. And I think they're doing a really good job with this comp, this this bundle. I think this is cool. Yeah. At first, when I saw the headline, my brain went to like, oh, cool. This is going to be like a bundle you can get with the new game that's coming out not Mm -hmm. like a whole separate thing on its own. So who knows? Maybe that could even happen in the future. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense to bundle it all. But if nothing else, this is the way they should be doing these bundles. You should be getting extra stuff. If you're going to pay the, you know, for it again, they should have all kinds of stuff for you to enjoy. Bonus. Bonus content. Well, that does it for our news this week. (laughs) Short week. Short and sweet. So moving on to our top 10 bestsellers. In first place, we have Pokemon Legends Arceus still. In second, we have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Third, Super Mario 3D World. Fourth, Triangle Strategy. And fifth, we have Cuphead, Don't Deal with the Devil. Sixth is Minecraft. Seventh, Mario Party Superstars. Eighth, Hollow Knight. Ninth, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. And tenth is Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. There's a lot of Mario titles in there because there was like 
uh, 33% off sale. Mario I think it's Yeah, I think it's still going on. It is at the moment, but I think it's over by the time the podcast comes out. But yeah, it's all in celebration of Mario Day. Uh, A lot of good sales. I was actually tempted to pick up uh, Luigi's Mansion because that's, Mm, I think, like 33% off right now. I think that's what all of them are is 33% off. Yeah. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty good cut. I think you can grab it for around $30, give or take. Not bad. uh, $35, somewhere in there. But yeah, that's why we're seeing all these Mario-themed games. It's Mm -hmm. all Mario Day. Mario. Mario. So that gets us to new releases we're into this week, and there are not uh, many. On March 17th, we have Dark Deity, which is the only thing I checked very similar to, uh, I guess, if you're an old Fire Emblem fan, you know, more of the old school, not Three Houses, then you would be into this. It's very similar to one of those types of games. So that's why I gave it a check. It looks decent. It has decent reviews on Steam. I watched a couple people playing through it, and it looks like a good game. If you you are an old-school Fire Emblem fan, I think it's worth checking out. It's 25 bucks, so it's not crazy priced. It does have a lot of skill trees and leveling, and it's role-playing, so you can actually work on your team and all of that fun stuff that I... I love in games. It's uh, I think it'll scratch that itch if you're looking for an older Fire Emblem game. Mm. Yeah, it's worth checking out, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Now it gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, what we're playing. Christina, what have you been playing? Um, of course, I've been playing more Stardew Valley. I'm in a place right now, I'm still just kind of grinding and mm-hmm. getting a little disenchanted with the game. <laughs> Had enough um, of it. I mean, you've been playing pretty much I, that only for for months now, it seems like. Yeah, well, it's it's frustrating because I'm so close to finishing the things I want to finish, but I'm literally just waiting on um, the next season. I'm waiting for summer, and then I'm also waiting for these stupid worms to show up so I can get the final fossil I need to get my ostrich egg incubator. And it's just every time the stupid worms show up in this one location, it's never the thing I need. I just keep mm. getting stupid geodes. So I'm getting frustrated at that. <laughs> okay. Um, and I also have one person. I have my hearts all the way up for everybody except for one person still. I think I mentioned that last week. So I've been trying to work on that, but it's just, um, yeah. Who's it's just the one waiting. person? Is it? Uh, it's a spoiler if I tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I don't want to give it away. So yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to get through these last few things and then I'll be happy. I'm very happy to just put the game on the the virtual shelf <laughs> if you will let um, it rest for a little yeah, while and it, play something or, else or maybe forever we'll see yeah. <laughs> it depends on how maybe. sick of it i get i mean you've, you've got time in on it so i mean there's nothing yeah. no harm in being done with it finally i'm gonna break like 200 hours soon so yeah well yeah. actually probably i mean if you add your uh your um steam Game. Yeah. Play time. Yeah. You I have most well over three hundred hours. Yeah. 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 Um we'll we'll see how I feel after I keep playing it. But yeah. I it's just such a, a fun, interesting game, especially with like, you know, I played it for so long and then the update came out and then that was just so many more like little juicy game things to jump into and you know, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, just yeah. grinding right now. And then I also played more Captain Toad Treasure Tracker yesterday i finally jumped back into that it's just such a nice game to kind of do as you're doing other things or like watching other things so and then i also because you were streaming you showed this game i know you're going to talk about it in a minute but you showed off moonlighter which we talked about years ago 
but it's just kind of like jumping back into our brains. So I downloaded the demo for that and I'm looking forward to playing it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you think of mm-hmm. that. I, I did play that a little bit. Um, now, for anybody that's not familiar with Moonlighter, it's actually a very cool, interesting game. It, it's an action RPG, but it does have roguelike elements, which I'm not a huge roguelike person. I've said that in the past, but these don't feel super roguelike. Uh, it's just unlike- the dungeons, right? Yeah, you're, you're going to be playing yeah. through some dungeons and stuff like that. But you play as Will, who is an adventure uh, shopkeeper that dreams of being a hero. Now, when I was streaming mm-hmm. it the other day, I kind of thought he just only wanted to be a shop owner. But apparently, he does want to be a hero at some point. And this game has different fun elements, or at least the fun to me. So it has the shopkeeping aspect. So you're going to be conducting your business in the village that was set up next to these portals that bring you into these dungeon realms. And you basically will gather items from those dungeons and set the price, manage the gold, recruit assistants, upgrade the shop. And you have to do it all to basically make more money so that you can go back down into the shop and upgrade gear and keep doing this sort of game loop. You do have to watch out for people that come into your shop and try to steal things, especially if you have really precious stuff out there, they'll try to steal it from you. Um, Yeah. And then you're going to have the battle aspect where you're going to go down into those mines, those dungeons and fight the enemies, the bosses. You do have controls that you're going to be able to get a hang of because the bosses are very tough in, in the amount of time that I had played it, which is not a ton, but the, 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 I only made it, I think, to the second dungeon uh, because it is it is very challenging, and you need to kind of pay attention to how people fight so that you can you know make the right choices on what weapons to bring down and with you and stuff like that. There's also the sort of relationship side of things, not unlike Stardew, where you're going to meet people, you're going to help them set up shops. So you may meet somebody that sets up an armor shop. Which, of course, helps you because then now you can get armor to go down in the dungeons to get more gear and you're going to craft things and you all work together to make this little village as prosperous as possible. So it's very, very well done. It's got a beautiful art style uh, and it's just got a really different game loop than what we normally see in some of these other games. Uh, And that's what I really liked about it. So I wanted to show it during the stream because it had been on my mind quite a bit lately. Uh, I just hadn't had a chance to get back to it. So I wanted to show it off. I have a lot of games on there that I think are 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 great it's just i don't have the time to play them all and every once in a while maybe i'll highlight one of them and just call it out because i i know a lot of people know moonlighter but it's it's still such a great game and there's dlc that you can get for it if you end up really liking it and Mm. just worth giving it a another mention yeah i looked it up really quick um I guess it came out in 2018 and I was like, okay, we definitely talked about this before then because when you were talking yeah. about it yesterday, I remember you mentioning it to me one, once saying that I would really like it, but there's just so many games that come out that it just, we forgot about it. So I'm glad you, it, it like came back into your brain. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. like I said, there's so many games on my switch right now that I want to get to <laughs> that, you know, a lot yeah. of times they come out, but then some th- three other games come out right with it. So uh-huh. Uh, like Monster Sanctuary is another one I really, really want to get to and play. And I know there's going to be some time invested in that. And that's sort of like a Pokemon type battle monster game, which I think looks really cool. Uh, and the way it's a side scrolling game, so it's it, it feels very different than Pokemon, but it does still have that aspect of you pick a, a sort of a starter type. And then from there, you 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 capture different monsters and then you can sort of merge them and that's how you create 
hybrids. So one mm. monster will have a, a certain trait and another has another trait and you want to sort of merge them together Reading and then you'll monster. get combinations <laughs> of traits and there's skill trees. And really, I love that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I just haven't the time to really get into just one game like that. So um, Moonlighter is the one I wanted to mention this time. And I and I do think once I get some of this backlog taken care of, I've got maybe three, four games going right now at once. So I want to clear those out. And once I do that, I, I'll probably jump into either this one again or Monster Sanctuary or or Pokemon or who who the heck knows? There's just too many. Too many options. <laughs> yeah. So in addition to just thing. <laughs> yeah, there's just yeah. so much. Um, in addition to Moonlighter, I have been playing a little bit of Stardew Valley, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I've I did fire that up again recently and started kind of getting back into where I was and remembering you know, what I was doing, uh, mm-hmm. voice of cards. I streamed that, like you mentioned yesterday. So there is a stream up on our Twitch. If you want to watch me play a little more of that, it's, it's a slower game, tough for streaming. It's just not super exciting, but it is a great game. And I, I played more off, off stream last night just to kind of make progress in the game and maybe wrap some of these up. And, uh, there's just so many funny, weird things that happen in it. And the, the <laughs> voiceover from the, uh, the sort of the dungeon master is just, it's just weird the things that get said and the cards that you see. I I bumped into this guy who's like a a nutritionist and he, he's like super ripped and wearing a thong and you're just like <laughs> what is going on? And you you have two options. You can like, "Hey, are you the nutritionist?" or "Look at the physique on this guy." And so I said that cuz I'm like, "Well, anybody that's in this kind of shape wants to be complimented." And it was like, "Oh, this seemed to really make him his day or something like that. And he talks about how, you know, anybody can have a body like this. Why don't we strip off this armor and wrestle? And I was, it's just oh so many God. weird interactions. And then your <laughs> character's like, uh, I changed the subject quickly and blah, blah, blah. And it was just very <laughs> funny little interactions and you just don't know what is going to be said. So sometimes the, the, the direction you think you're going in with a, with a conversation goes in a very different way, but overall super charming, weird, quirky game, uh, really enjoying it, even if it is a little slow to watch. And then the last one I did stream or excuse me, the last one I did play is Potato Flowers in Full Bloom. There is a demo for this. I had mentioned it, I think, last week. This is a super stylized, really cool RPG dungeon crawling type game. I I may pick this one up if it goes a little bit more on sale. It is on sale currently from $18 to like $16, but I added it to the wish list just because I have so many games I don't need this, but it's well done. There's a lot of skill tree stuff where you can kind of modify your uh, play style. The story is really cool. The art style is very cool. I do like the way the battle mechanic works. It's It's just unique uh i think this would have been probably a fantastic mobile game and i think that's funny to say only because obviously most people hate mobile games but this one would work so well on a mobile device that i think it would also be a really my my problem with mobile games tend to be they're super shallow and they're just Mm -hmm. not that interesting after a while you're just kind of like oh yeah whatever this could have worked so well on your phone and been an actual game you want to keep picking up and play you know genshin impact is a mobile game that was done super super well and everybody loves it i mean granted it is on consoles as well but it it just you can have a very well done game on mobile and this one could fit that super super well but Mm -hmm. yeah i would check out the demo it's very 
it's it's cool if you like role playing in any way shape or form i think you would really like potato flowers in full bloom it's it's different and that's it for my games well if you would like to tell us what you are playing this week please feel free to do so go over to nintendodispatch.com hit that contact button and just let us know what you're currently playing or what you want to be playing what's your backlog looking like ours is so i it was funny during the stream i was going through my games and there are just i know we keep saying that but there's so many good games that it's it's a it's it's not a bad problem to have but man oh man there's so many out there so let us know what's on your backlog what are you itching to get to what are you you know christina a lot of times watches streamers play games which I don't, I like to play the game most times, but that's a great way. It's kind of like doing an audio book. If you want to read a book and you just can't, you don't have the time to sit down and read it. Mm-hmm. I love audio books for that very reason, because I can do other things while I'm doing it. And that's kind of what watching streamers play games is like. It's like an audio book. You can watch somebody else do it. It can be on in the background. You can kind of get the experience and see a game that maybe you just know you're yeah. not going to. It's nice. It's, it's nice funny. too because there's so many games in my wish list where it's like, yeah, I might pick this up one day, but there's other games I want to play more. Like so unpacking. Many, yeah. Unpacking is one of them, and I saw guest yeah. holders was streaming the other day, so I was going to look up her stream when I was greeting things later today, so I could watch that while I greeted. Um, so, well, streaming, and a, and a streaming is so such a great tool. <laughs> If you find the right streamers, some streamers yeah, yeah. drive me crazy. Like I'm like chill and, out and, and just play the game. But I, I, when I watch streamers, That's I watch somebody want. that just has some interaction with people that are watching, but I'm there to watch the game. Mm-hmm. I don't need the entertain. I don't need. And I feel like a lot of times I watch. Enough. Yeah. The game yeah. is what I'm there for. So a mm-hmm. lot of the times, and I know people probably will completely disagree, but a lot of the times people will be so over the top when they stream and they're just like, Ooh, ah! great like crazy stuff i want to hear the game more than i want to hear you out (laughs) yeah it's like chill out and just play the game that's why i'm here to watch so it it, gab is a great one to watch because she is very just kind of about the games and i i even enjoy her youtube versions even more than her actual streams um but yeah it's nice to watch streamers that just play the games and have you know interactions and stuff but are enjoying the game for the game's sake. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I, how I like to stream. That's, I believe how you like to stream. So it's, if you want to watch that, you can do that. We're, we stream over at twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo dispatch. Occasionally, uh, I believe you said you may be streaming later this week with your sister. Possibly if we have time, I don't know. Just so many things. Life doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if you would like to write us over at, twitter you can do that it's at dispatch podcast or go to our discord and the info for that is on our website so thanks for listening as always it's always a pleasure and this has been your nintendo dispatch